In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Travis Ratz, and with me as always, my co-hosting Wookiee, the one, the only... Josh Buckley. <laughs> Josh Buckley with me here today. That wasn't too bad, right? <laughs> no, that wasn't bad. I think, I think you did a good job. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I delve deep into the world of comic books... You are on a variant edition episode with us where Travis and I are going to shoot the proverbial bull pucky about what's going on in comic books, nerddom, and some other stuff. Travis, you've come up with a litany of things for you and I to talk about. Oh, I think great a great word. A bevy of, of things, a Ooh. myriad of topics. Oh, oh yeah, man. I'm glad I'm, you're putting that word of the day toilet paper to use. Pulling them all out as I can right now. <laughs> so, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this podcast. And uh, you know what, Travis? I think that we have to start. We said that we were going to do a whole show on this. I just don't think that that's going to happen. But I do want to talk about it. X-Men. We're three issues in to the new era of X-Men. A new book every single week. It feels like I'll be reading X-Men forever right now. Right. Oh, that's right. We did say, uh, now I'm, I'm really thinking about that now. We did say we were going to hold off and then and then talk about all the first titles. That's like three more run. weeks from now. We could do it. We, we, we could, could do it. But, but then that means we shouldn't talk about it today. I, I, I say, you know, I will use the variants as like an X-Men corner. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. You, shall we start with X-Men Corner? Like the Blair Witch, I'm going to make you go stand in the X-Men Corner and just oh, stare man. at the wall. <laughs> oh, man. So I, have you – you've read all three? Did you read I've all three? I've read all them? three. So X-Men, uh, Marauders? the Marauders, and Excalibur. And Excalibur. Excalibur in that out. order. In that order. Those are the three that came out. Uh, how are you feeling, man? What do you what'd you, what'd you think about them? Um, I, felt, I felt great, dude. Uh, I will say there is there's a stinker. There's a stinker in the bunch. Uh, oh, I want to know what your stinker is. I wonder if it's yeah. my stinker. I bet. I think we have the same stinker. Uh, so I don't know. Let's, let's take it. Let's take it in order. The first one, X Men uh, number one, uh, aka Moon Brunch. I do love the <laughs> moon, moon Moon Brunch. The Moon Brady Bunch that is <laughs> that is up on the moon. I'm a the, fan. Literally having. Uh, me too. It. it we, I mean, we're not the only people who talk about this. It, it is the joke of the X-Men is that everyone says, oh, I love X-Men, but give me more baseball uh, slash basketball X-Men where they're just hanging out like barbecuing. Playing volleyball. That's yeah, what I want. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and you got that. You got yeah. that. You got that in several of these titles, actually, uh, which, I, which is what I love about this, the way where they're at in this world right now. The X-Men... Have actually, they're on top. They had a big victory, you know. Right. the The world has agreed to let them have their uh, individual island state, so they're celebrating. There's celebrating too much. I believe the on that podcast we talked about. It's very a la Matrix Reloaded. It uh, is a very, it is a very like orgy island. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I'm like, where it's the island itself. The more I get to it, I'm like, we need some infrastructure in this island. We need some buildings and, and things. No, like man, it's Bone Island. That's all you need. <laughs> but this X-Men 1 takes place in Cyclops' moon mansion. I love it. It's perfect. And I love how he's like, I wanted a place with a view, and it's the fucking moon. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, basically, the Star Jammers are there for like a X-Men a la Star Jammers like, Sunday night meal. Uh, right and that's that's i think the so it was like the I end remember, of a it was like the end of a duck dynasty episode they all sit down and they pray before they you're eat. talking over my head i don't know duck <laughs> dynasty um, uh, i only watched the the parody versions of it uh, um yeah so though i think i believe it's been a couple weeks now but i believe the the whole issue is at the dinner correct uh i you know i would have to look at but i you know we're a couple weeks out i thought it's good setup to what's coming next right you get to see 
sort of uh there's some sprinkling in of you know what's going to happen with that base right the the original sort of there was some sprinkling in of what's going on at that one base that they shut down right so you know that it's coming you know that they're gonna Uh, have to go back and that was the other bit uh was the the base yeah so that seems to be that this is this runs kind of main nemesis yeah. Right. I do. I do like the idea that that we're we're kind of we're kind of seeing the team. The team is forming on this one, um, and I'm I, I am on board. This will so far. I will definitely read issue two of the X Men. It's got me. Are you going to read issue two of the X Men? Oh, absolutely. I'm in. I'm in for that right. one for sure. I think next. I, th- I think that's going to pick up up a lot. Next one was I think so. Uh, my the Marauders. Yeah, my favorite. the Marauders. I, I I this was. Kirkman's not writing on this one. Kirkman is writing on X-Men. So it right. still had that, you know, very much similar to the flair. Um, the odd thing is all three of these books use the what Kirkman set up with the files, the dossiers right. and things like that. So this continues right. that. Marauders was fantastic. Oh, you basically, it was great. You're following you know why? Kitty Pride. You know why? Kitty Pride. Uh, and uh, to be, can I tell you something? I'm going to tell you a little secret. Yeah. Just lean in a little yeah. bit so that the, the, the way I they don't it. hear it. I was, yeah. never, I was never a big Kitty Pride fan. What? Yeah. You know what my favorite... He's a dragon. You know what my favorite Kitty Pride is? Huh. I've got a Dungeon Master's Guide. <laughs> <laughs> That's my I've favorite... i got Kitty, Kitty Pride. And I cover And my cover too. That's my favorite Kitty Pride appearance is in that Weezer song. In my garage. Right. You <laughs> but, know what? I, I love some Kitty Pride. I do. You know what? Kitty Pride with a little scarf on because she's now a pirate. Yeah. Right, Kitty Pride dresses like me. <laughs> all you need is a dragon man i need a, dragon. Need a little dragon so, I, I don't even know do you know where lockheed came from like i wasn't reading x-men like no, i don't know i don't the, i don't I feel, remember everyone's like yeah you're how can you call yourself comic book podcasters without knowing where lockheed comes from i'm like i don't i don't know it i, I always know. liked the wolverine kitty pride relationship which is done it's very wonderful in this one. Like, bring me my pomade and oh, some beer. Kitty Pride is so funny in X Men Marauders. Her even her diary entry, like where she puts in the bottle, and she's like, first one is like, I'm sorry about stealing the boat. Day two, I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very well written. It's a different. It's totally a different tone when it needs to be. But then it did get some serious points, right? Like, there's a battle scene uh, in like fake korea well where they're like their job is to kind of save all of these folks who can't get, all these mutants who can't get through the gates because they're a couple nations are blocking off the gates and so i think that's really i think it's interesting to give her the the mutant who can walk through walls cannot go through the gates oh it's, it's, a, it's beautiful it's a funny little it's a funny then, little thing yeah right? let's talk about that because the premise of this is the best of the books i've seen so far is one, you have that is like for some reason Kitty Pride, the one who can walk through walls and get through everything, can't get to this island, so she has to take a boat there. The second thing is that she's working for Emma Frost, and Emma Frost is the Dutch East Indie Trading Company of Krakoa, and yeah. so she, her mission is twofold. One, it's this kind of black market selling of these drugs, uh, right? And like getting, and she's in charge of getting these drugs to the world because not all not all nations are on board, so there's going to be a right. lot of nations trying to steal these drugs from the shipments and yeah but she's emma sells kitty on excuse me kate as she prefers <laughs> to be called no kate, it's always kidding <laughs> i know right uh she sells kitty on it by being like but you can actually help a lot of people along the way opening up these the room for these gates so you take a very morally sound character in x-men kitty pride has always been like a very um ardent like she's been one of like the always constantly good X-Men, right? Yeah. And but you give her this kind of gray job. Like there's gonna be you're gonna have to do some she's gonna I feel like as the the issues continue, she'll love the aspect where she gets to help liberate people, but there's gonna be some shady stuff. That's what Storm I feel that, says, yeah. That's what we didn't see in this one. And I'm curious to see how they'll play that out. This one was very much like so it's all said. I mean, each of these it's three an, books that victory. we're reading, yeah, 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 right. The, the, each of the three books that we're reading are very much set up, right? Mm. Um, even X Men, although it was the most continuation of the House of X powers of ten, 
it was still very much a setup book, it's right? The like here, the storm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Here's our team. Here's what they look like. We got that on the Marauders, although we did get a little more, you know, we got a little fight. We, we got, got a little piece. action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I thought that was really good. The last book that came out uh, before we recorded this was Excalibur. And it was the weakest of the three. I don't know that I would call it a stinker, um, but I just, I did, I had no, I didn't care about it at all. There was nothing in it. You know, I will probably read issue two just because I, I mean, I'm going to read Marauders for sure. Issue number two of Marauders. But Excalibur, I go, I don't I don't know. I got to well, see what's happening. I call it a sinker just in the aspect that it seemed overly complex for, I mean, I get that we, we want to have like several X-Men books and divide these teams up and have some cool stories and different kind of genre-esque things. But it seems like Krakow opening up into another world, which is Camelot, it seems like, but there's so, I guess like, I don't so have that aspects, lore. Yeah, me either. But there's so many aspects of of this new X-Men world that you can explore before going into like Morgan Le Fay. Like, it just seems right. like, like I, I don't want you to take these, like the, some of the best characters in X-Men rogue Gambit Jubilee, um, never which I'm very, su- fan. which I'm really surprised that you're not like, because, because of, uh, you know, it's got Gambit in it. It's got rogue in it. I like, I think it, here's my, here's my issue characters in it that i want to see right i want to see rogue i want to see gambit i want to see jubilee i like how apocalypse seems to be the right the linchpin I, of their group right i i want to see i like this idea of apocalypse whose name is something different but you can't you don't know what it is it's some krakowan word um i am i am very much interested in that dynamic but this issue is all just getting psylocke to be captain britain now here's the problem with psylocke I've I've seen her. I've read. <coughs> excuse me. I've read enough X Men to know. Popcorn kinda, lung. Yeah. What 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 she's up to. Uh. But I I just I never can really nail down like what her personality is. It seems like sometimes she's very serious. Sometimes she's very domestic. I don't I don't really know who Psylocke is as as a character. She doesn't have a really strong personality as far as some of those X Men. And so to put her as the linchpin of this this title it's just maybe i just don't know enough of the x-men lore when she was i know jim lee and stuff brought her in in like 91 92 but it just seems like there's a lot of family history there and they're using that as a substitute for character personality there's just there's just stuff i didn't you mean like i don't know anything about captain britain yeah right like and so there was a lot of like hey here's some captain britain stuff and here's this and this and like i don't know it and so it's weird it's a weird idea, I think, to go like, here's the X-Men you know, let's let's give her Excalibur and let's let her like take this title of Captain Britain. And then, like you said, like there's an I think there's enough stuff to explore without going, what if we opened up a Krakoan portal to right? I'd rather like open a Krakoan portal to Cree or to right. like, you know, something something a little more that isn't as I don't, I don't know. I always hate this. I, I don't like this sort of um, like Camelot's a different world sort of thing. Yeah, right? I like it as better as a history. Like you can still have Arthurian legend be a history and even time transport some characters from there, but to have it be a different dimension. Yeah, yeah. But that was the weakest of them. The next book up, though, is uh, the other one that... New Mutants, uh, yeah, right? Is New Mutants. That's the other one that Hickman's doing. I'm I'll it Wednesday night. I'll be reading it. That's, that's the one you're that's, looking forward to. That's the, the other one I'm looking forward to was the main X-Men book. And then, and then, uh, new mutants. So I'll, I'll be interested uh, to see what, how that turns what, out. Uh, best art. I thought it was Marauders. Yeah. Marauders had the most unique art. Yeah. Um, uh, again, again, another reason that I wasn't a huge fan of Excalibur, the art wasn't, it was my, okay. Yeah, it was okay. I, I didn't it, love I, thought, I didn't if we're looking at a solid like medium I thought it was just below like what I would like yeah for, like how I thought it was house but done a little bit not even yeah. as strong as that and then I thought the x-men book was okay yeah it wasn't great but I mean like I don't ex- I guess I expect pretty normal art style on an x-men book and I, I mean 
House of X and Powers of Ten had good art. One, I uh, Powers of Ten was better. Um, I like the art on Powers of Ten better. I, I like. I don't know why that guy's not drawing. Yeah, one of these <laughs> why, books. Yeah, why he's not drawing X Men. You know. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, I'm I'm so far I'm on board. I'll read the next three, even though I don't really want to read whatever that last one is. I don't remember what it is right now. Oh, it was like uh, Badass Girls. I think it was called something like that. <laughs> I don't think that's it. But yeah, yeah but yeah. Which uh, but I believe he, that last one also has Psylocke in it too. I'm in. The, in... <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. All I right. don't know, man. But look, man, I they're getting me to read X Men books. Yeah, it no, has been I, a real long it. time, dude. So I, I, I was like, when I was reading Marauders, I was laughing. I was having a good time. Kitty Pride's getting drunk. I'm sitting eating Reese's Pieces, reading an X Men comic, and I'm loving every minute of it. And it's night, and it's not 1992. It's so. not 1992. <laughs> I freeze my Reese's Pieces. Oh, right. uh, yeah. So that was really good. But it made me think about uh, to move into our next section. I was thinking about this. So, so far, I think going from what Kirkman did with uh, House of X and Powers of Ten, I re- we both love that. And I was a little bit wary. I'm like, oh, come on, keep keep it going for a little bit. Like, keep the yeah. momentum up. I, I want to enjoy this ride. But sometimes you get like a, I guess, uh, a good run on a book and that's it. So it made me start yeah. thinking about um, like how much is too much. Like X-Men were meant to be this... <laughs> expansive never-ending because there's so many of them and all uh, you yeah. know all this stuff like that but then i started thinking about these major titles spider-man superman batman green lantern which of do you think the major superhero titles would have been better served being like a why the last man or i, I can't go through an episode without saying the word preacher a 60 <laughs> issues and then you're done I, you know, that is, that's a really tough question. Because 60 issues, you're talking about like three years of comics, right? Uh, no, it's that 60 issues is almost six years of comics. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like five. Yeah, yeah, like, it's yeah. like five. Once it's a like, month. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like five or six years of comics. I, I think, like, I, the question begs, like, what's the purpose of. I, superhero comics are essentially James, it, like a James Bond movie. That idea, this IP never dies. It just goes into someone else's hands. You don't have to start it over. Maybe you do start it over. I think to change to change the premise of your question, never. <laughs> because here's what I would say. I, I would say I, I'm going to say it this way. I wish we got runs that had a true beginning middle and end for a character and then we handed it off to someone else and then they told their beginning middle and end arc right oh, so i would they gotta, re-or- they gotta tell the origin of the character again as well i don't i don't know like yeah, i yeah, part yeah. of me i see what you're saying though part of me goes i we're kind of almost where you're at we're almost in this idea of what you're talking about now because essentially when someone takes over a book now it's not like when you would take over Batman back in the day and you would just go, and now I'm the writer of Batman in here's Batman's adventure. And here's a big tale that takes place in the Batman world. Now we get almost like very different takes on it when someone takes over and you can look at, you can look at Scott Snyder on uh, his Batman run, right? Which essentially it coincides with new 52. So he gets to start it over. He gets to do this new thing. And I I really wish that we saw more of that, that I get this character, just generally accepted resets as opposed to having like some event that, that does it like having this, like, why can't I just like, okay, that's it. And then let's just, now this person has it and they're going to like, don't, don't try to have it make sense on how why Batman is now uh, an accountant, you know, or whatever. It is, you know, <laughs> well, I just I just think there's something really there's something appealing about Elseworld stories because they get to do that, right? Right. They get to start over and really do their own take on it. You think about it, like why is why is uh, Batman Year One? Oh, I thought this was, so, I thought this was a riddle. <laughs> no, like like why is Batman why is Batman Year One such a seminal work? Because instead of trying to just continue the story of Batman, we really let a a writer, you let Frank Miller just start his Batman story. And give me, 
had you given me 60 issues of that, of Frank Miller giving like following Batman's career, starting with year one and just build that world out. And it's his version of all those villains. It's his version of what that means to be Batman. Give that to me and then hand it off to someone else and let them do it. But books don't sell that way. Yeah. I see what you're saying, you know, and superhero comics. I don't think superhero comics are meant at least the way Marvel and DC operate. They're not meant to just be 60 and done. It's a never ending forever tale. But if I could tell you one that I would like yeah, I was to say, see, God damn it, Josh, this is, I'm this sorry. is an else world. No, question. It's, no, it's a really, <laughs> it's a, it's a really good question. I would like to see someone like, I think green arrow would be a really good character to give me a Robin. 60, Hood arc. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah as 60 issue arc on beginning, middle and create his world. Good. Gone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would also, I would love oh, to see we someone. Gotta, we go tip for tack. Cause I feel like you're going to okay, you go. Give me one. Give so, me one. I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking about that as well. And so like when you say it, like the, the, the question was it meant to be like, I love all these characters. I wouldn't want to see any of the things that we mentioned right, just be right. in there. But <laughs> Disappear, like, right? Which would which would work well? I guess maybe that's yeah. a better question. Okay, which yeah, no, yeah, well yeah, yeah. As it. I think maybe it's this this shows my little knowledge of this team. Uh, but I think we should do like we've talked about doing a, a, a run of this. Fantastic four. Um Fantastic Four, because they're a family, I feel like doing a 60-issue arc where you see the rise and fall and then the end of this family unit over five years in 60 comics, I feel like there's their story has nothing to do with, like, to be removed from... If you remove the Fantastic Four from Marvel continuity, how much are you really losing? You know? Well... Maybe because they haven't played an integral part in a long time, but yeah. they like they're villains. Like Galactus, you lose yeah. Doctor Doom, you lose Galactus, you lose all of these. Silver Surfer gone, right? The Cree gone. All these, all these things you're saying are like absent from the Marvel universe for like 15 years, <laughs> and no one seems to be missing them. Well, Galactus but, has been around, but uh, like. So, but anyways, I think I think I like the idea of kind of like. Uh, the the um, uh, grapes of wrath, you know, the yeah. rise and fall of no, of I, a superhero family would be really. Cool. I do like that. I that's yeah, really. Yeah. I think that's really good. I I would say the other thing I would like to see someone do a nice big run on. You start the character, you get them, and then you end them, and then of course you just reboot it and do it over. No, no, I'd, no, that's not yo. Ah. In this in this fictional world, it would be done. The character, you never see that character again. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, oh, why the last man? You got to go back and read it. You got to, like. And then then I will I will stick with my posit of I think Green Arrow would be a great character to do that with. Uh, I couldn't, you couldn't take Batman away from me. I'd be upset. But if if we were going to give some of the reins for a long, let's, I'm changing your, I'm changing your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to give me, let's, instead of an Elseworld tale being, five comic books or six books right or you know this 12 issue run if you could give me an elseworlds tale of superman like you're modernizing it you don't have to be beholden to all this continuity behind you i think that would be fun right right I, i think i think that would be an interesting place to spend 60 issues developing who this character is finding a way to end that story right because that's what we're never going to get we never get we never get an ending you're never going to get a real ending for batman or superman or wonder woman the original dark knight returns one of the reasons people loved about that is because it did have somewhat of an ending even though they ended up doing strike back and whatever it is but like you're like oh wow like i got to see how batman ends and he ends up where he like like being the mentor to this new generation of like freedom vigilante yeah. fighters. Um, yeah. Uh, it would be a waste to pick a secondary character like green arrow for an Elseworld story, because right. it's like the idea is like, I'm telling an Elseworld story because I can make extreme changes to these popular characters that our brand would never allow in the main, right. main uh, title. Right, 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 right. 
All right, no, that was good. Yeah. That's t- that's a that's a tough question though, man, because superhero comics are based on on that thing. I like, I do like your, I do like the Fantastic Four idea though. That that'd be a fun way to do it, because you get to like you could have them have kids, and you know, because right now, I mean, there's kids in the Fantastic Four family right now, but you could build that process up. It could right. be part of your arc. It could be the rise and fall or the, or the passing of the baton or whatever you, it is. You could age them. They uh, 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 could be grandparents by the end of it. You could take them yeah. through this. Oh yeah. You can leap through it. Yeah. In six issues. And like, and then that will allow you to just focus on like three or four main villains. Like Dr. Yeah. Doom is the main the villain big throughout the arcs. So he'll, he'll disappear for like four or five issues, but he's always in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Comics are such a weird medium. Like it's just, <laughs> Well, sometimes, sometimes, comics, yeah, right? super, superhero comics. Sometimes the medium of superhero comics gets in the way of good storytelling. I think and, Punisher. Yeah, to Punisher keep the, would be a great Punisher one. would be the yeah. perfect one. It would be fantastic. Because yeah. The problem with Punisher is they're continually having to update what war he was in. Right, like <laughs> yeah. Captain America can always be in World War II because he's frozen, and so you just extend the period of time he was frozen. Right. 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 Or you froze him again, right? But for Punisher, you have to go like, okay, he was in Vietnam. Nope, never mind. He wasn't in Vietnam. He was in the first Iraq war. Oh, nope, nope. He was in <laughs> the, he was in Somalia. That's what he, he, yeah. he was in Somalia. And, yeah. you know, you have to keep upping it a little bit. You know, he'll be in, like, you think about it now, like, how long ago? The, the did 90s he... were really rough for the Punisher where we weren't in any major conflicts. They were like, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you think now, like you could, you write the story. He was in Afghanistan, right? Yeah, oh, for or sure. Syria, right? And so, like, you, you're, you're always having to readjust where the Punisher was at, because that piece, that sort of soldier piece of it, is important, right? And so, I do like the idea of like he's a character. You tell his story. He's done at the end. He dies, right? That's the only yeah. way Punisher can go out is in a blaze of glory or becoming the monster that he's trying, that he's, you know, he dies as the monster. What's, what's great about the Punisher, though, by making you have to update it for like all these different wars is it makes the writers think about, okay, what's essential to the character of the Punisher and how did war instill that in him? And it doesn't matter what war it is. So there's something is essential in the Punisher's right. uh, quest that has been instilled in him from these wars that is universal. Uh, PTSD. That is I universal that, about I, war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just PTSD. Oh. Um, so, and then feeling like, I feel feeling like PTSD like, is like an overused term. Like, like your, like your country, like your country, <laughs> like your country screwed you over. Like, there you go. Like those are the two, those are the two things you need. Post-traumatic stress and a feeling that your country has let you down. And then boom, Punisher story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Netflix did, kind of. As right? Well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough question. I, I'd I'd like to. That's, hear I would. Some... Punisher is is a good sixty I, issues I, done. Yeah, and you know, people will talk about it like, well, you're talking about good comics. You ever read that uh, Punisher from twenty years ago? That was a good. That was a good run on that. It was a good run on that third Punisher. Yeah. Uh, so my man, did you see the new Star Wars trailer? Did I you did see... see the new Star Wars trailer. Yeah. So I had a real big plan of going no trailers. I was, oh. I, I did it for uh, the last movie. I watched no trailers. I think for... so too. I, I think we talked about this. Like, we yeah, got pretty I, much a blackout. I went blackout on uh, episode. I don't know whatever the hell episode we're in right now. Eight episode eight. Yeah, I, I went. Know, I what went. What was that even called? The Force Awakens? No, that was no. Um, the Force Awakens is the first one. The Last Jedi. Last no. Jedi. <laughs> yes, the Last Jedi was the last one. God. Yeah. Uh, this so is tough. I don't know, man. It's tough being a nerd, man. <laughs> it is. And then, so I, I was like, nope. Just I. It didn't thoroughly change my change my experience with it. So. I'm like, just give it to me. Just give me all of I think you're the... okay. Honestly, after watching the trailer, I'm still like, uh, yeah, I mean, it all... No, there's like, not a whole lot yeah. there. The Emperor. That's yeah. all I got. The Emperor's in it. His throne is gnarly as shit looking. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of... Re- there's an orgy of spaceships at one point. Just a... a, a 
I you like an innumerable amount of Star Wars spaceships. Yeah, yeah. The um uh not Death Stars, they're the Star Destroyers. Yeah. Well, lots and then there's like all destroyers, yeah. And lots of like, oh, here's a this one. They all I like kind that. of I like pop that. In. I like the I Oh like, yeah. I like there should be more spaceship cockpit flying in these new Star Wars movies, honestly. They could do a real, but here's the problem. They did that in the Solo. in the and the Luca well, so and they did that in the Lucas ones. Remember, like Lucas did the re is it the second one where there's just a boatload of space fighting? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know if that was what they if you look at the what clone, they added no, that, no, so. no, the the Clone Wars, the oh, uh, they're spinning around, but that yeah. was like, but that was like CGI'd, like, like I guess it's all CGI'd, but yeah, I guess it was bad. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want a set. I want, I want you need to be on a set, and they need to deck it out, and those actors need to sit like with their legs dangling out the bottom of the spaceship, and I want, <laughs> I want to see the movie magic. Um, Dude, uh, so it looks good. It looks good. It looks, it good. looks it, good. It looks good. It looks good. Here's two things that struck me when I uh, watched this. One, I'm excited. It's been it's been a while since so I got to scratch a Star Wars itch. Um, I wonder if the Mandalorian, which we'll talk about in a little bit, coming out before that is going to dampen some of the. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying like it's you know I I only eat candy corn in October. I don't go right. out in in and so when I, when I see candy corn, I'm like, oh shit! I'll pick up one bag of candy corn. And so, I usually don't even finish it, but those first couple of bites, I'm like, man, candy corn is good. <laughs> I love candy corn. And, and we just we just lost half of our listeners right there. They're like, oh god, candy but corn. I love candy. If corn. I went to visit you in July in the summer break, uh, Josh, you're like, dude, you want some like candy corn beer, or do you want? I got some, and I got I bought some candy corn to eat with it. I'm like, cool, but would that make my annual yearly taste of it less you know i'm gonna tell you what i think i when which uh was it last jedi that didn't come out in december was that the one that didn't come out in december solo was the one was it solo yeah yeah Yeah, solo didn't come out in december i think had you made me had you let me see solo in december i would have been much happier to see it i think so too i honestly think so as well yeah I just think like you you gave it to me too soon after the last Jedi. And plus you've been training us that Star Wars is like a winter thing now. It like it, it goes with all the winter accoutrement, you know? You know what I watch every Christmas? Die hard. I watch I I watch uh I watch Empire Strikes Back every Christmas because of the snow. Because of the snow and <laughs> I it's just tradition, right? It's like Star Wars over a Christmas break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you can't watch Star Wars over Christmas break, Something is wrong. And so, like, I love the idea of seeing it. My father-in-law was was talking to Gabby, and he's like, hey, that new Star Wars comes out on Christmas, right? We're all going to go see it? We're all going to go see it on Christmas, right? Like, he wants us to, like, open presents and then just huck everybody in the car and go see it. Dude, I'm going to be there for Christmas. We can maybe I go will... check out the Star Wars movie together. I know I know, you got to watch with the family. Oh, but I will have already. Go- but yes, no, I want to go see Star Wars with you, buddy. I'm like, I'm on board. <laughs> hey, Josh, you want to go see Star Wars with me? <laughs> Dude, I, I will go. See, I will see this movie multiple times. We'll go, uh, but like, we'll just get like a bunch of snacks. We'll like podcast live in the theater. Okay, so right now we're at the part where the Tauntauns. So uh, this yeah, part right here. Yeah. No, you shush. This is the Comic Exposure Podcast. Shh, Look at the t-shirts. Shut up. You, where do we get the t-shirt from? Oh, that's Amazon.com. Just type in Comic Exposure. But anyways, back to the movie. <laughs> so anyway so at this point right here uh and then we cry when princess leia is on screen and it's just is she gonna be in it i guess she has to be yeah she she was in the the, did you not watch that's right (laughs) they hug and she at the end it's like the force will always with you and she's like it will (laughs) and i thought is that the emperor i was like oh no that's that's not about some other things in the trailer you got the three c3po thing that people are talking about c3po has been like this weird character for like the last like three or four incarnations of Star Wars. It's just like he's got a red arm. We don't. What does that mean? He's got like right. all this. You're like, it didn't this mean used anything. to be a major character in Star Wars, and now he's just like, I guess we got to put C3PO in in a couple of shots, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We do get Lando Calrissian. We get like old Lando. So I'm excited for old Lando. Uh, I I think that'll be fun. And then it just it just looks gorgeous, man. Yeah, it does look good. It just looks good, and. I like they don't give you a whole lot in it. I don't know what's going on. You got the emperor. There's a lot of environments which can be worrisome where you're changing too much. Yeah. 
Is it that many or is it just three? Dream, or is it in a, is some of them dream sequences or things yeah, like that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't um, think you should have like I guess they've always had dream sequences in Star Wars though. Yeah. So. I think I think I think three habitats is your max in Star Wars. I agree. I agree. Because you think about Empire Strikes Back. Well, I guess you've got the Death Star, so you get four in Empire. Uh, space space environment is all doesn't is like count. One is one like giant thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Because I because really you get because in Empire you get uh, Hoth, Dagobah, and um, Cloud City. I can I count Cloud City as space. Well, no, it's not, no, no. I, I would I would. It's not. It's on the planet. It's in the atmosphere of a planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. It is. Yeah, yeah. Cloud and, well, City. And, makes oh, sense. is there one more? No, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, it's Hoth, Dagobah, Cloud City. Yeah, those are the. Th- the I think those are the. Those are the three. Yeah. And then in Empire, you get no. That was you get that was Empire in. in uh, oh, I'm sorry. Jedi, in Return, Endor, um, Tatooine, Tatooine, because you, you, you go, go to, to Jabba. and then space. Yeah, and I, like, New Hope, you get Tatooine, and whatever the end Rebel base is, and then it's uh, Yavin, Yavin, Yavin Five. Yeah, I pref- I personally prefer Yavin Three. I think it's nice. I, it's a winners. much. Yeah, yeah, it's a. It's, here's the thing: is like Yavin 5's airport is just like it, it makes me like when I go there, I'm like I don't even want to be here. It's just so crowded. Getting through customs right. it, is always like, a pain in the ass. And then just getting to the airport, it takes yeah. like 45 minutes. You get off of the expressway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like 45 minutes to get to the airport. Oh, and I love how like I love how I love how like Yavin Five is. It's essentially LAX. <laughs> like that's. LAX. What was I was saying, you know, and now Yavin Five parking. It's all for electric cars, and I'm like, oh, they're, they're <laughs> empty spots just sitting here. <laughs> I should be able to park there. Um. So let's. You mentioned it. What about that Mandalorian trailer, dude? The Mandalorian looks good. Um, right. I like. It um, looks too good for God, a TV why show. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, uh the um, uh, East European the director, um, who narrates it. Um, he does all the documentaries. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. What oh you're saying. God. Yeah, I know. Ah. Uh, and then the dude, then He's the like, dude from look, the Tauntaun is about to eat the uh, <laughs> the Jedi. <laughs> and then I do, I do love uh, what's his name, uh, the guy from. This is great uh, riveting podcasting. I know, yeah, so I know. So, what's his name? I got it. Uh, I no, got the it. bad guy from what's the what's the Breaking Bad, the bad guy from Breaking Bad, who gets blown up in that one episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, the chicken what's guy. His name? The chicken guy. <laughs> The chicken guy is in it. I was like, oh, the chicken guy. Yes. I'm Gus Chickens. I'm um, the chicken guy. Uh, well, hold on. We, I can't He's, I can't do this to all these nerds out listening. I got to I got to think. All right. No one um, cares. Uh, uh, the, the chicken guy is Giancarlo Esposito. And Warner Herzog is the uh, Warner Herzog yeah. is documentarian. Well, welcome to Endor 4. It is better than Endor three in Endor two. Um, Pedro Pascal. What's Pedro? But he's the uh, apparently the Mandalorian. Let's see. Oh, from Game of Thrones, huh? Yeah, I don't think you'll ever see him though. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, his voice. Like he, he talks in this one. He has a line in the trailer. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's very like 2019. Like voice and cadence and things like that when everyone else has kind of got like an affectation uh and he's like i forgot what his line was but he's like yeah cool that sounds great that sounds great with me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um i think it looks good it it will be it will be interesting to see that i mean man this is so disney plus starts next november 12th or something like that yeah i think the trailer says this is out on the ninth so i ninth or 12th yeah so that's not coming, no, yeah, twelfth, the twelfth. So that's when it opens up. Like that's when officially Disney Plus you can like log in and and yeah, wow, yeah. Whew. I dude, I I watched this with Renner and Gabby, and Gabby was like, "That looks really good for a TV show." I'm like, "Right, it's not like, a TV show at this point. It's like it. There's there's TV shows, there's movies, and then there's whatever Disney is doing." It's like an eight-hour movie is what we're yeah, gonna get essentially, yeah. and I I'm like I wonder is that so? Here's my fear: is it too much Star Wars? 
Can too you soon, watch too soon? I mean, within within a month of each other, we're getting two major Star Wars properties. Well, it's also this idea like is eight hours is does Star Wars work because it's a two hour swashbuckling space opera? Does the property work as a as prestige television? Do I want to see how beautiful it looks? Do I want to spend time in that world? Yeah, but then when it really happens, does the storytelling of Star Wars work in that format? I would tell I you, I think Solo would have been a great prestige show. Because it looked, it looked like an HBO TV series that was just a two and a half hour movie. I, I, I'm going same, dis- same to disagree a little bit, but I, I, I'm going to disagree on the whole premise. This okay. is a, re- a really good question, and I hadn't thought about that. You said, "Does Star Wars work like what is essential to Star Wars?" And I think you're you're right because part of these prestige shows are there's so many quiet moments in the buildup, like a Game of Thrones, like a Breaking right. Bad, like a House of Cards. It's it's taking this long drawn out character pieces right uh, over ten episodes. But Star Wars was when it came out. It's it's a, like a Flash Gordon serial. It's it's Flash. It should flash right. at you. It shouldn't well, be a I, slow burn. And like the Mandalorian trailer is a lot of action in it, but they can't sustain that. I don't. Uh, maybe they can, but like maybe TV hasn't been able to in the past. These long pre, uh, uh, prestige shows haven't been able to maintain right. The, There's like, quite Walking Dead and things like that. There's lots of it. Yeah. And I go, is that Star Wars or is Star Wars the reason we love Star Wars in our bones? Is because you sit in a theater and for two hours it's like. Right, and to like slowly trickle, trickle that out. You know, like is that do you? Is it work the same? I guess I guess we'll find out. (laughs) And so that I mean, when you look at the properties, the the Star Wars stories, when you do uh, Rogue One, and you look at both Rogue One and Han Solo, I I liked Rogue One. But it seemed like a prestige TV show in a movie, right? In that two-hour format. Han Solo, same thing. It felt like it wanted you to know and learn all these characters, but it was just two hours. Right. And so I... Like like, Woody Harrelson's whole crew and stuff like that was like, I don't care about these characters. But... That's why I'm saying I, maybe Mandalorian will work. I mean, it looks beautiful. I'm going to watch it. But I, I just don't know if, if Star Wars is built for that type of storytelling. storytelling. I agree. Yeah. And and I guess like the comic book does that, right? The comic book is very long. It's it's long, drawn out things. But I've I look, I, I'm going to be honest. I've read no Star Wars book. I've read no Star Trey. Wars. We read some of the single issues when they came out. No, but I mean, like, I mean, actual novels. I, oh, I've never read any of the Star Wars novels. So, but I'm saying, like, maybe it does work. But at the same time, I always like, I thinking about like, like at this question right now, would a band of brothers Rogue One series that probably would have been. Because some of the best parts of that movie were the sort of like, oh, this is what the war looks like. Right. Right. right, Yeah. Yeah. And then where it got where it wasn't as great of a movie is when it was trying to like. I don't be Star Wars. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I agree with you completely. My my whole thing is if you're going to tell a band of brothers like slow burn space. Just make a new property, man. Like, I know we don't do that anymore. I know. I know. Well. Have you seen because Daybreak? People, have you seen, oh, it's based on the comic book, but have you seen Daybreak on Netflix? I have not watched it. You yet. should watch Daybreak. So here's I I would I, I would agree with you. The other thing, this this idea about it, like why don't we create new properties, right? Like, well, because th- you have a built-in audience. Right. I Renner, Renner and I watched uh Immortal Engines. That did you see ever see the movie? Did you see the movie? No, it's on I, HBO I, I right now. To. I got to the point where there was that big trunch in the ground and they were walking through it. And I was like, no. <laughs> and, and so here's what I wonder. So that's based on a book. Yeah. Would that Alan, would that is that, is that a, a Grant Morrison book? 
No, no. it's based on a, on a novel. It's not. I, I don't oh. think it's great. Grant Morrison. Oh. Um, I think in a world without Marvel movies, that would have been a big film. But in a world of Star Wars and Marvel movies, there's a like if you're gonna go see a movie, you're gonna go to a trusted property. Yeah, property. Yeah. Like, why have I seen eight Fast and the Furious movies? And why did I go see the Fast and the Furious spinoff? Well, it, well, yeah, because I know I know a, what I'm gonna get. I know a, what I'm gonna get. That's a great point, and it, it's very reminiscent of. And now we're having the kickback on it. Remember in the '90s when like Applebee's. And uh, it was all about like those like uh, TGI Fridays were huge, yeah. and they were like everyone like of of middle class America was going to these things because it was trusted. You knew then, what you were gonna get. And then there was the kickback from that in the two thousands in the last ten years, where it's like, oh no, like we don't, you know, there's we we will have have that eventually in superhero movies. Yeah, we'll have the kickback oh, well, to it. For, but for right sure. now, right now, it's like there's an Applebee's coming to town. There's an Ant Man three, you know, <laughs> right? Like it's trusted. You know what it is. And but I but I'm curious to see whether it translates to long form. We'll see. Right. I mean, look, Disney Plus is going to get my my money because I want to see. Uh, I want to see Moon Knight. And Have I you signed up for it yet? Have you signed up for no, it? No, I haven't signed up for it yet. I don't even I, know if I can get... Well, I guess I got other ways. But uh, Yeah, I don't just know get if that can... VPN going, buddy. <laughs> uh, be... <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a VPN. I don't... I'm, I'm, can I tell you something? I'm huh. not quite sure what... Like, like VPNs are like the cloud to me. Like, I love like... <laughs> that. I love that you're the one who like uploads and edits our podcast and you're like, what's the, what's the internet? <laughs> I'm like, I still don't understand the cloud and VPNs. I'm like, people are like, oh, Sorry. you should get a VPN for that. And I'm like, I like, I go, I, I like there's like, you know, Friday night lineups. So like, no, that's UPN. I'm like, oh, <laughs> is VPN different? WWB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm interested. And um, so you're, you're up on this. Oh, so let me ask you a question then. Yeah. All right. So you get to create your own prestige Star Wars uh, show. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying I don't need a plot or anything like that, but what type of character in the Star Wars universe would you set your story? It can't, it can't be a a already established character. So they're like, Josh, uh, you're going to like, we want you to create a Star Wars show. We want you to create a new character. It can be from any aspects of star wars universe it can be part of like the emperor empire it could be uh a rebel it could be a jedi it could be uh any numerous number of things which do you think would make the most interesting series for you to follow i i think we've had a conversation similar to this before and i'm gonna give <laughs> a, dumb, a lot of podcasts <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give a dumb answer but then maybe a serious answer i want the office but in, on the death star did an SNL skit about that? Remember when, when no. Kylo Ren was like doing the undercover boss? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I think what would be interesting is um, to see, like I said, that like what Rogue, what Rogue One gave us so very briefly, I would like to see that band of brothers of Star Wars characters, right? I'd like to see the war. Right. I want to see, so that gap between... Um, you know, the, so your 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 main character would be a rebel. Yeah, I, I think it would just be it would just be a rebel soldier and or a, a collection of rebel soldiers, not anybody special, not someone destined to save the universe, just someone, just a collect, just like a handful of people, right? Yeah. And just follow them around or. The fish guys. Give me, give me, I want to know what's up with them. What's the world look like? Like, I would just want to hear them say, it's a trap every two seconds. Yeah, like, where's the water? We, have, I've never seen one of you guys in water. No. Like, no, we've not no. seen how they do in water because on land, they're very stiff. Very yeah. stiff. Admiral very Akbar stiff. Is, is very stiff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Does not seem like, you know what? It's if a I, trap. If they said, if they were like, all right, uh, Rebel Rats, I'm like, yes, I'm right here. You are on a mission to Endor. Perfect. Who's my team? Uh, we're taking uh, General Akbar. What? This guy? He, it takes him like two minutes to turn. I go, <laughs> question. Is there water on Endor? Eh, it's more of a forest planet. Ah, 
fuck? <laughs> Why do I have the fish guy? You gave me the fish guy. I can't, is there isn't there like a cool killing droid that I can take or something like that? IG eighty eight. Is he here? Give me that guy. So what? What? What would be yours? What's your? What was your? What's your take? Uh, I, I think I would like to do. At first, I was thinking most Isis Cantina type thing. Um, yeah, but I want I want to take that and I want to do Deep Space Nine was Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. Okay, but it was like a you already you already get you got me. You yeah, got, I don't. I, I want to do Deep Space Nine, uh, but for Star Wars, I want to yeah. have like that kind of neutral trading port in space where you could have the visitor of the week come in of different species. You have your set characters, like you gotta have a bartender, which should be someone from most, like the, the one from, I don't like them looking, uh, my friend doesn't like him either. <laughs> you know? Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that was, I think that scene in the original Star Wars did so much for the world There's a building. wolf man in it. Yeah, did so much. <laughs> that was probably the most pivotal scene in Star Wars was the most Isley's Cantina because you just got a quick preview of how big this world is with all yeah. these different species in it. Yeah, and the I weird think slug it, guy. And I think you did that, uh, like it would be a neutral place, so you'd have uh, Emperor, Empire, I call it Kimo Emperor, like, like, like it's like that, that, show where, like rapper is going to come on and pretend like they were <laughs> beaten um but uh yeah i think that would be cool so that way you can get all aspects in there and then you know you have surprises and disguises and pies of all sizes in there i i like your idea i like your idea of like yeah. the port the yeah, neutral yeah. the neutral the neutral territory right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or that i mean essentially that's what the cloud city was right like cloud city yeah, was this sort cloud of city. like cloud, cloud city i like it and like but like um and like you could have like one episode can be like a space band a space punk band coming through and (laughs) the they're uh the uh uh the lead singer is trying to cop some space heroin and gets into some shenanigans or something like that (laughs) i like it i like it a lot um yeah you know i i'll be really curious to see how mandalorian works and then I'm really curious to see if you're right. Will I be, will I be Star Wars out? Let me ask you this: Would you ever consider not watching the Mandalorian series until after seeing Star Wars? That means you'd have to wait an extra month and a half. I just think it's. I think it's going to be. I think I'm going to get spoiled too much, man. Like Twitter spoils everything, yeah. and uh, Instagram spoils everything, and so I'd have to like plus, find as, a way to as, bl- as comic book podcasters and people who listen to comic book podcasts. I mean, it would be yeah, it would be right. almost impossible with the world we live in. We have right. we have we have uh, tied our own noose, my friend. No, yeah, like, and that's the thing is is uh, Gabby was like, well, my dad really wants to see Star Wars. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, he said it comes out on Christmas. I'm like, doesn't come out on Christmas. It comes, <laughs> it comes out like, like a week before, like a week before Christmas. And I said, we could go see it on Christmas, but I will already have seen it (laughs) because I like that's fine. We can all go on Christmas, but I can't wait six days to go see Star Wars. Like, I can't because I will find everything out. We live in a world where if you don't. I'm a major comic book podcaster and people. No, I know. (laughs) know. It's not even that. It's just the like friends that you follow on Twitter. The world they will talk about too, and they're like, uh, you know who likes Star Wars? Josh. I want to talk. Like you, you have yeah. to give people what they want. You have to give them Star Wars, Josh. Yeah, the <laughs> only good thing that it that exists during that time period is that I am not a school teacher when they come out because every kid would say something about it. Yeah, that's like that's why Star Wars should happen over Christmas break. So I don't have to have students go, hey, Mr. Buckley, did you see how it ended? Everybody died. I'm like, no. Well, that's been the nice thing about teaching sixth grade because there's a lot of movies they can't see. So it's like they're not telling me what happened in the Joker, you know? No. no Which no, no, no. I saw and eh. my students were like, did you see the Joker, Mr. Buckley? I'm like, nah. And they're like, what? How did you not see the Joker? I'm like, I don't want to be depressed. So I think yeah. I'll wait till it comes out. I don't want to. I don't want to sit in a movie theater and be sad for two hours. Yeah, it'd be like coming to class and teaching you guys. Ooh, zing. <laughs> Ooh, zing. Teacher burn. <laughs> <laughs> they love it when you pull those ones. Um, yeah. yeah, man. All right. So Good. Travis, 
good, 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 good fall talk. Good fall talk. Yeah. So here's what here's what we've got in the works. Here's what we got in the works. We've got our man, Doctor Dan, the Batman. I fan. talked to him. He committed. He's uh, he has committed. He's gonna he's gonna read uh, Superman Year One with us. So Frank Miller's Superman Year One just wrapped up uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm. It is a uh, three oversized. Uh, French issues like it's the eight and a half by 11. Like, yeah. look, DC has my number right now, man. They're the, the only good thing is that I don't care about Harley Quinn and the Joker very much. And most of the like prestige black label books they're putting out right now are Joker books. But they did get me to buy one because Jeff Lemire wrote it. And it's oh, that's a, a great like, cover. It, it's like uh, it's but it's that nice big size is that uh mark delong on, in joker makeup on the cover <laughs> it does look tom delong it tom does DeLong. look a little like it does a lo- look a little uh he does look a little punk rock um i but i picked up this one because i was like okay jeff lemire you're writing it i want to see what you're doing with it um it was okay it's only the first one it'll continue but it's that story that we are it's that's why i don't like reading joker stories because it's the same story it's who's he getting to who's he tricking who's trying to help him right, right? like how do who who goes crazy because they're around the joker yeah. right yeah, like yeah, i yeah. I, I don't agree. that gets old yeah, yeah yeah i agree i agree i'm I'm kind of i'm i'm jokered out honestly well that's why like that like dc is releasing all these black label books and a lot of them are coming in this this sort of like big format and I love, I love this format. I love this love magazine. And I do love Jeff Lemire. And that's why I bought this one. But there's like a Harley Quinn one and a different Joker one and a different Joker one. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. I got a feeling that Jeff Lemire is going to become like Kevin Smith is to me for you. Where you're like, you, you, he was such an integral part of it that like years on, you're going to be like, I can't, I can't say anything bad about Jeff Lemire. <laughs> I, it's an okay book. Okay. <laughs> I, it's it's my least favorite thing I've read that he's written. Oh, wow. wow, wow. And I just think it's because you're, you're stuck in this bubble of like Joker. Here I am and stuck I, in this bubble of Joker. I don't <laughs> think you can, to me. <laughs> I don't think you can make Joker a character that I want to read about right now. Uh, I think I, I think he's just I think there's just been too much. So cool him off for a little while, then cool bring him back Joker. for him. Yeah. Remember when we used to kill cool. Joker off for like four years at a time? And like you wouldn't see like the Joker for like two years sometimes. Cool cool him off for me. Yeah. Give me give me a Riddler. Give me a give me a good run with Man Bat. We need a cool You know what I want to read? You know, like I want to I want the prestige man, bat. man yes, bat one. That would be dope. That's that what would I want. be dope. I want prestige man bat. We like cause like Vegas casinos, we need to hire a cooler to go in the DC offices. And anytime someone's like sitting and like sketching out a Joker thing, they come behind like, well, what are you working on? Joker? Yeah. I love Joker. That's a good Joker. And they're like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's some free drink. Here's some free drink tickets. Like, Why don't cool. you have a couple of those? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'm the cooler. I'm the. They call me Mr. Freeze. If you're working on something jokery, then I just kind of like you know, bum and stuff. Come like that. around. You want to bum me out? They may want to. They opened a White Castle in Scottsdale. Anyone want me to pick up some White Castles? <laughs> uh, I haven't gone and waited in line at White Castle yet. Um, maybe someday. Maybe we can go together, Travis, when Let's you're here. Get White Castle and then go see Star Wars and eat like stinky hot White Castle <laughs> in the middle of a the theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm pumped. That actually sounds like my perfect day. It go, does. Go it does. with my comic book buddy, get a shit ton of White Castle, break, sneaking into a theater, and watching Star Wars for the third time. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Comic Exposure Podcast. You can find all our episodes at www.comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Instagram at, well, I don't think we post anything on Instagram. You can follow us at Twitter. <laughs> On Twitter, at Comic Exposure. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. For all of your Comic Exposure t-shirt needs, you can search for us on Amazon, Comic Exposure. There's a handful of t-shirts there. You can or get one where Travis and I... and go to the merch store. Which go to, you can get yeah, links right go to there. Merch store. Right in there. Links are right there. And then you can get a t-shirt with me and Travis just wrapped in a, uh, in a cape, mm-hmm. if you'd like. I think we should do one where it's you and me sharing a cape. Oh, like a beach, like a beach towel, like like it's one of the yeah. 
like we're wrapped to, together. Like you went to Sunsplash like too early in the season and it's still a little chilly and you're eating yeah. like dipping, uh, dipping stuff, sharing a blanket with your buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so you, you can find all those lovely things on the, on the www.comicexposure.com on the shop merch part of the, sh- of the store of the website. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, if you want to give us a review, uh, if you've made it this far into the podcast, if you are this far into the meandering bullshit that Travis and I pull out for these variant editions, I applaud you. And I would ask that you reward us. <laughs> with a four or five star review on iTunes so that we can feel good about ourselves. Yeah. We can, we can feel a little better, but here's the thing. The variants are the ones that people listen in, to. We don't get paid in money. We do get paid in like, um, accolades, egos. We yeah. Like, and this guys, it's a really tough part of the year. Okay. Like it's it, holidays are coming up. I'm really alone. Like every like really does kind of help me. Like I'm barely does, hanging on does, here. People <laughs> does. He's teaching sixth grade in Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, come on. I'm just asking uh, for four or five stars. Yeah. It's four or five stars. That's all we need. That's all we need. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Check out, uh, upcoming episode. will possibly be, uh, Superman year one. If we can get it together. Uh, or Travis and I will cram it's, some. That book one's in gonna there happen. I'm not looking forward to reading that, so I'm hoping that it's like I'm hoping that like I I am that I. I, I, I it's what I love about the podcast. So I'm like that is not sound interesting to me, but I know I'm gonna read it. And I'm gonna be like, okay, there's some stuff working in here. It's Frank Miller. Yeah, it's true. It's Frank Miller. That's true. Frank Miller. I like it. Gonna be a little bit Challenge of poetry. There's gonna be a little accepted. poetry in there. Challenge Look, accepted. I know. I will tell you, I'm on a bit of a Superman Renaissance. I uh, for a character that for a long time I did not really like. There's something appealing about it Us right now. Songs, I don't know what it is. Will. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next trade.